Happy Easter and welcome to today's worship. As you settle in and prepare to worship God with so many others who are worshiping in this same way today, I want to remind you of just a few important things. First of all, if you would like us to be praying for you or those whom you love, we would encourage you to send your prayer requests to prayers at villagechurch.org. That's prayers at villagechurch.org. If you'd like to communicate with us about other things, or if you would like to be put on our master emailing list, email me, jackbaca at villagechurch.org. That's J-A-C-K-B at villagechurch.org. If you'd like to send your financial support to continue the life of our church, we would encourage you to send your checks to P.O. Box 704 in Rancho Santa Fe, or go online at villagechurch.org, and you can give online. We have some special flowers in worship with us today that are given by Ross and Kathy Tanner in remembrance of Kathy's mother, Olivia Tanner, who went to be with her Lord this past February 16th, and we're celebrating Olivia's life today. We have a lot of Easter lilies with us this morning that are given by church members in honor and in memory of those they love, and a list of all of those will be scrolled at the end of this worship service. And we have a special cross, a very colorful cross from Mexico that was a gift to Helen and me a long time ago by Larry and Margie Wood. You'll remember Larry and Margie for all of their years of service and work, particularly in the drama ministry of our church. And so Larry and Margie, we're making good use of this celebratory cross today. As we prepare for worship, we want to honor and thank those in our community, especially those in the medical community or the first responder community, those who are part of our broader church life. A couple of weeks ago, we asked you to start sending in your photographs and names of those in your families and friendship circles who are working in that part of our community today, whether here in San Diego or in the broader country and world. And we're going to celebrate them by scrolling their pictures and their names for you here in just a few moments. And in that way, we want to say our own word of appreciation for all that they do. friends, let us be called to worship with these words. By God's great mercy, we have been born again to a life full of hope through Christ's rising from the dead. Christ is risen. 
Christ is risen indeed. Let us worship the living God.
Jesus Christ is risen indeed. Because of that sure and certain confidence, we can come before God's presence with our prayers of confession, knowing that though we have fallen short of the glory of God, God in Jesus Christ has redeemed and reconciled us by his death and resurrection. Let us confess our sins before God and one another, the words of which will be projected on your screen. Let us confess together. Almighty God, through the rising of your Son from the grave, you broke the power of death and condemned death itself to die. As we celebrate this great triumph, may we also make it the model for our lives. By your grace, help us identify all in our lives that should rightly die, tired habits, fruitless longings, and destructive desires. Forgive us and resurrect in us faith, hope, and love. And surely as you raised Jesus Christ from the grave, remake us according to your image and restore us to be faithful and fruitful disciples. In the powerful name of the risen Christ we pray, amen. Friends, be assured with the great news of God in Jesus Christ that God has raised Jesus Christ from the grave. Know that the crucified is the risen one and that he has saved us, he loved us, he redeemed us, and reconciled us. We can say, Alleluia, Jesus Christ is risen indeed. Amen.
God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered. of Christ be with you. And also with you. We invite you to share the peace of Christ with your loved ones, whether it be by text or in person or a phone call. Share the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you. Good morning, Kids Village, and happy Easter Sunday. We pray that you are all staying safe and healthy with your families during this time. This morning, our prayer is that you learn a little bit more about who Jesus is. Today, as Christians and as Jesus followers, we remember that Jesus was crucified, he died, he was buried in a tomb, and he rose on the third day. Today, we celebrate that we serve a God who was alive and who conquered death. As Christians, we believe that if we put our faith and hope and our full heart in believing in Jesus, that he saves us and that we can have a new life in him. This morning, that brings us so much comfort to know that we serve a God who is with us even today. We serve a God who is alive and present. So for this morning, and as a fun activity for Easter, we thought that you could all make what we call resurrection rolls. Some of you may remember this from our extravaganza online event that we had last weekend. We are gonna be posting the link for you all to go and watch the video on how to make these resurrection rolls. The rolls signify that Jesus was buried in a tomb and that the tomb became empty because he rose on the third day. That is the most significant part of this whole story is that Jesus gives us new life because he conquered death. So we pray that you all have a fun and safe morning and that you enjoy making these rolls. Please send us your videos and your photos to our Facebook group and we would love to hear from you all. Happy Easter.
Eternal God, we praise you that your glory has engulfed us and brought us into this day of resurrection. We rejoice that the grave could not hold your son and that he has conquered death, risen to rule over all powers of this earth. We proclaim with boldness, God, that your son, Jesus Christ, has risen. He has risen indeed. We praise you that Christ summons us into new life to follow him with joy and gladness. By your spirit, lift us from doubt and despair and set our feet in Christ's holy way, that our lives may be signs of his life and that all we have may show forth his love. Holy One, Christ our Lord, of God's glory and exact image of God's person, whom death could not conquer nor the term tomb imprison, as you have shared our frailty and human faith, 
Help us to share your immortality in the spirit. Let no shadow of the gray terrify us and no fear of darkness turn our hearts from you. Reveal yourself to us this day and all our days as the first and the last, the living one, our immortal savior and Lord. Hear our prayers, Lord, in this time of uncertainty. Give to us again the certainty of your resurrected life in Christ. Because of our faith in your Son, our risen Lord, we are not people of fear. We are people of courage. We are not people who protect our own safety. We are people who protect our neighbor's safety. We are not people of greed. We are people of generosity. We are your people, God, giving and loving wherever we are, whatever it costs, for as long as it takes, wherever you call us. For we proclaim Christ as Lord, we are your servant people. May it be so day by day, obedient to follow the one who has redeemed us and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Worship your home. 
my time has come, still my soul sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years and then forever Bless the Lord, oh my soul. like never before, oh my soul, I worship your Happy Easter. I'm Gary Choi. My family and I are well and wishing the same for all of you. This Easter Sunday, let us begin with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. Calm us now, O Lord, into a quietness that heals and listens. Open wounded hearts to the balm of your word. Speak to us in clear tones so that we might feel our spirits leap for joy and skip with hope as your resurrection witnesses. Amen. And now a reading from Gospel according to Luke. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, Suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. And now a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days argued with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead and saying, this is the Messiah, Jesus, 
whom I am proclaiming to you. Some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. The word of the Lord.
before there were church buildings to gather in, long before there were special holidays set aside for Christians to celebrate their special things, long before there were mass gatherings of the followers of Jesus with flowers and choirs and all the pomp and circumstance of worship, there were just the first Christians. A handful of people here and there who were huddled in confusion and fear. A minority within a minority living in an occupied territory. Over time, these first Christians would venture out to tell a handful of their friends or neighbors some news about Jesus. Over time, they would travel to other towns to visit in synagogues or in the town squares. Over time, they would travel long distances and risk being laughed at or being ignored or being spit on or kicked out of town or perhaps even imprisoned or executed. Over time, they would win over an empire. And they would build buildings, and they would create a whole culture, one that inspired and controlled a large part of the known world for many, many centuries. But still, sometimes, Christians would find themselves hiding in caves underground, or hiding in attics or in remote places of the world where no one else would go. Sometimes they would gather in secret in living rooms or in kitchens or in places where no one would think to look. And still today, some Christians do gather in secrecy and in fear in places like North Korea or Indonesia or Iran. Long before people like you and me worried because we could not go to church, Long before people like you and me worried because we could not have Easter the same way as we've had it all the other times. Long before people like you and me faced a situation like we find ourselves in today, there were the first Christians, like Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary and Peter and Paul and Silas. 
regardless of the temporary circumstances of this particular Easter, we still celebrate Easter itself. We celebrate the real Easter. The news, the story, the event of when Jesus suffered, when he died, when he was buried, and especially when he rose again. Today, regardless of any other circumstance, we celebrate the fact that on the third day, women went to the tomb and they discovered that it was empty. And then they met the Savior, the living Lord Jesus Christ. Since the first Sunday in January, we have focused on many names and titles and descriptions of Jesus. We've talked about the fact that Jesus is called the Son of God and the Savior. Jesus is a prophet. He is the vine from which we grow. He's the rabbi who teaches us the ways of life. He is the way and the truth and the life. Jesus is the Holy One of God, the Son of Man, the Messiah, the Word of God, the Suffering Servant, the Light of the World, the Lord. Those are all names and titles and descriptions and, frankly, confessions of faith in who we believe Jesus is. But we say all of them because of Easter. Because Jesus rose from the grave. Because Jesus is alive again. And so today, let's talk for a few moments about the what and the why and the how and the where of Easter faith, of Christian faith. The what is summarized beautifully in this way. That God so loved the world that he sent his only son to live for us and to die for us and to live again for us. That's the what of faith. That is what we believe. That is what we proclaim to the world. That's what Paul and Silas said to people gathered in a synagogue in the first century. That's what the women believed when they met Jesus alive again. That's what the church always has believed and proclaimed and what we believe and proclaim today. Of course, after hearing the what, then we begin to think about why. Why do we believe these things in a world where many people say it's just a fairy tale or it's not scientific or it's beyond belief, it is incredible, we still believe. I can't say exactly why you believe, but here's why I believe. You see, I believe that God created life itself. And God would not choose to create life only so that he would take it away after a few decades of life. God creates life, and God will not life end. God will not waste anything, because everything that God has made is beautiful and good. God, in Jesus' resurrection, and in the resurrection to which you and I look forward, God says, I made life 
life is good, I will continue life forever. I believe also because I think that there is more to reality than just what you and I can see. Many people are skeptical about Christian faith because they say, I cannot see it or touch it or feel it or know it in the same way as I apprehend and comprehend the rest of the world, and that's true. There is, though, more than you and I can see. There is more to life than just what we can touch and taste and smell. There is something beyond what our scientific abilities can see. There is something beyond where our science cannot go. I have great respect for science and appreciation for what it means and for what it does, but there's something beyond what you and I can know with our minds and our intellect and our reason. That something beyond is what we begin to touch and know when we meet the risen Savior. You see, I believe that something big happened in the lives of those first Christians, something big enough for them to risk and to even give their own lives because of the truth of it. They saw and they knew something beyond what they had ever seen and known before. Something so big happened in their own lives that it resulted in changing their lives. It led them to risk their lives, to give their lives, so that other people could know about what had happened with Jesus. Something so big happened that it is still growing in the world today. Another reason I believe is because there's too much evidence in the world that there is something beyond this world and this reality. If you've ever visited with those who are near death or those who have had life after death experiences, you learn that they have experienced something loving, something good, something powerful, something pure, something beyond what we know here. And I trust what they say. Another reason I believe is because of my own experience. There is too much evidence in my own life and in the lives of others whom I have known. Evidence that they have changed their lives. Evidence that they have felt and experienced and known something in a mysterious and yet unmistakable way. Something that is explained only by the existence of a God who loves, a God who creates, a God who gives life, and a God who gives life again and gives life still beyond the end of this life. This is what we believe. And so what you and I believe and why you and I believe it makes a difference in how we live our lives today. You see, you and I live our lives today with faith and with hope and with love because of the fact that Jesus rose from the grave to prove to us that those are the most important and lasting things in life. We have faith that Jesus lives again and that we will live as well. We have faith that life conquers death and faith that love conquers hate and faith that good conquers evil. This is the faith that we have. 
That faith leads to hope in our hearts and hope in our lives. Hope that no matter what goes on, no matter what happens to us, that we will survive. It is a hope that says that even when this life is over, we survive forever with God. It is a hope that for this life gives us courage and strength and tenacity, a will to keep going always, to never, never, never give up. That's what hope does. It keeps you going. We have that hope because we believe that Jesus rose from the grave and in that rising that nothing can ever defeat us. That faith and that hope lead us to become loving people. You see, we know God's love. God's love that gave us this life. God's love that sustains us in this life. God's love that will carry us beyond this life. Because we know God's love, then we choose to love others. Love is what leads us to fight for life. Love is what preserves life. Love is, love is what makes life worth living. The Apostle Paul's most enduring line, I think, said it so well. He said that faith and hope and love abide these three, and the greatest of these is love. It was God's love for Jesus and God's love for us that led God to raise Jesus from death into life. And it is that same love upon which you and I depend to lead us through this life and through all of its trials and tribulations and troubles and to lead us then into the next life. We believe that God in Christ gives us life forever. We believe it for all kinds of reasons, and because we believe it, we are filled with undying faith and hope and love. Today, in these times especially, we see the deep truths of Christian faith playing out everywhere in everyday life in poignant and powerful ways. I believe that we see Easter truth that is alive and well in so many ways. We see it in doctors and nurses and all those who are giving care to those suffering from a virus. We see it in those who are the first responders who go in to help when no one else will. We see it in those who continue to work to provide the essential services of life. We see it in those who are feverishly engaging in research so that they can bring perhaps a, a vaccine or, or a treatment for a disease that kills so many. We see the Easter faith of hope and love and life in every instance where someone acts with selfless service to others. I believe we see these deep truths of God in all people, regardless of whether or what or how they believe. We see it wherever love actually exists, wherever love is actually lived out in real actions of faithful and selfless service. We see the living Christ at work in the world, perhaps in people who don't know him, but especially in people who do.
So let me ask you this question. What about the what and the why and the how and the where of Christian faith in your life today? What do you really believe about Jesus? Why do you believe it? How is it changing your life? Where are you living it out today? If you believe that your Savior is living today, then are you doing all you can to follow him? You see, when we do, it changes everything for the better. This is Easter today. Whether we're in a big church or in a hidden cave or in our own homes, this is Easter today, and frankly, Easter is every day. It's every day when we follow the living Lord Jesus Christ and love the world as he loved it, giving ourselves for it, having the faith that nothing will ever defeat us, having the hope that we can keep going, having the love that will fill our hearts to overflowing, love that will serve us well today and through all the days of our lives, love that we will meet when our lives end when we meet the author and source of love itself in our Savior, in the risen Lord Jesus. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. We have just heard and received God's word read and proclaimed. Let us affirm the faith through the words of sacred scripture, the words of which will be projected on your screens. Let us affirm the faith together. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved, if we hold it fast, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared first to the women, then to Peter, and to the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus Christ is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is our Lord and our God. Amen.
Friends, let's be honest with each other that you and I do not like the circumstances of this particular Easter. I do have to say, though, we've had a wonderful time of worship today. I hope you felt that in your heart as I have felt it in mine. We don't like this particular Easter because it's not the way it has always been for most of us, and yet it presents a great opportunity for all of us to think deeply about the true meaning of our faith, to think deeply about the value of the community that we have, the community that has been tested and tried, the community that we so richly draw from as a resource for our own faith and for our own lives. This is a great time this Easter in the quiet of our lives that has been produced by staying away from each other, to think about what we believe and why we believe, to think about how we follow Jesus and to think about where we need to keep going, where we need to keep going and learning more and being more faithful and being more trusting and being more hopeful and being more loving. Last week, I shared with you a, a little joke in a way. Helen created for me a special purple liturgical mask that I could wear, and I did for just a few seconds as we started last week's worship. Well, for this week, she has created another mask, this white liturgical mask with the gold braid. It's something of a joke, of course, because it'd be hard to wear a mask and preach, but it's not a joke, is it? You and I, as people of faith in Jesus, are seeking to love the world by staying away from other folks, staying in our own homes, as all of our worship leaders have. We are trying to be faithful to Jesus as we pray for and encourage all those who are out on the front lines working against the coronavirus. We've tried to be faithful in the things that we say and the things that we do. I could wear this mask and show people the crosses that are on it, and they'd say, oh, there goes a Christian. But frankly, I would rather they look at who I am and what I say and what I do, as I would want them to look at you and say, there's a person who by their actions shows that they follow the loving Lord Jesus Christ, who by their actions shows that they believe that there is a God who loves us, a God who gives us eternal life. Let's live with that faith and that hope and that love and all that we say and do today. And in that way, Easter will never go away. Easter will never die. Easter will live on, not because it's Easter, but because it's the Savior who lives, the Savior whom we follow today and always. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen.